Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we listen to the voice of the Father through His children. Today's story comes to us from Nathan. He's originally from Bend, Oregon, and he's currently in his third year as a student at Arizona State University. He's studying philosophy, and after graduation, he hopes to apply to be a focused missionary and eventually pursue a master's in theology. This is a Know His Love story. Yeah, in my young uh, 20-year life, there's been one instance over the course of several years in my life where I definitely felt uh, separated, or so I thought, you know, from the love of God. I felt unworthy, you know, and uh, this was happening during the latter days of high school and my first year of college into 2020. And yeah, over this time, I just had a, you know, gradual decline in my faith, especially early on, you know, I wouldn't do a whole lot more than go to mass on Sundays. Occasionally I would go to go to high school youth group. Um, and as time went on and as I would separate myself more and more from, from community and from fellowship, I, you know, I, I started to involve myself in some, some poor relationships and I started to make a series of, you know, poor choices and just poor mistakes that led me down this, this long, just dark path of, of sin, you know, and these are definitely um, things that I, that I own up to. Of course, I don't want to put blame on anyone else. I don't want to throw anyone, you know, under the bus, so to say, you know, I will own up to these, to these things, um, to these choices that I made. And COVID was especially hard on me. Um, because during this time, this is where I felt like I went up off the deep end, you know, in my in my faith. Obviously, um, the church is shut down, and you know, mass was online. Um, I had school at the time, so often I would, you know, make excuses to just be like, "Oh, I don't have to, you know, watch mass this week. I'm busy, busy with school," which, you know, of course, <laughs> was a was a total lie. Um, but yeah, through these aside from that, yeah, through these mistakes and these people that I've just involved myself with, I, you know, just saw no way out of it. You know, I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew some part of me knew that where I was, was not where the Lord was calling me to be. But the way I saw it was I just had to come to terms with, you know, what I've done. And I just have to accept that this is just my life now. And that there's more or less no way out of what of what I've done. Um, and through that, yeah, through these first months of COVID, you know, when it started in March, you know, through through June, July of 2020, I really saw myself, you know, as unworthy, you know, of of the Lord's love, of His mercy, which, of course, at the time I did not understand, and of course, did not know. I can definitely recall, you know, the the very moment that um, it all started to turn. Um, and to this day, I, it's hard to, to put the experience into words, you know? So I just explain it as, I just remember, you know, waking up one day, and this was July of 2020. So again, the height of COVID. And it was as simple as just me waking up that day and realizing that what I was doing was not right. And really knowing this time that this is not where the Lord was calling me to. 
you know, and it was really through just the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know, telling me that, hey, this is, you got to, you got to change it up. You got to, <laughs> you got to do something, man. And so, you know, through that, it's, I changed, my life totally flipped on its head, you know, in a, in a good way, of course, you know, I wanted to devote my studies, my career, and ultimately my life to, you know, being, being a true disciple of Christ, you know, and um, the, the next crucial step to that was uh, at this time going to, uh, going to confession for the first time in two years. And even then the previous one wasn't valid because I was, I was holding back, you know, at that time, because this was, this was amid, you know, my, my decline in my faith. Um, and so it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous looking back on it because I, I mentally prepared myself for like three weeks, I kid you not, um, before finally um, deciding to make the two mile walk to my Newman Center. Uh, at the time I, I lived in Eugene, Oregon. And so, yeah, it was a two mile walk. It was, gosh, it was so hot and humid. And I had so much time to think and reflect on all of the baggage, you know, I was, I was going to bring into that confessional. And even then, you know, I had doubts of just how I would be received, you know, I, at the time, I, confession was hard for me, you know, it was, it was an uncomfortable experience. I always, you know, uh, psyched myself out, but this time I just had to really calm myself down and just ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit to come over me and just, hey, just lay it all out there and it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I did, you know, and I just instantly, you know, in that moment of forgiveness, I felt such, such an outpouring of, of the Lord's grace and mercy, you know, and it was like all of those years and all of those moments and all of those poor choices and mistakes were just instantly redeemed right there in that moment, you know, and it made me realize that that there is nothing bigger, there's nothing greater than the mercy of our Lord. And he will always receive us with open arms, no matter how far, you know, we stray away, no matter how difficult we might think the situation we're in is. Um, you know, I, I, uh, after that, I, I've, I developed a strong, you know, devotion to, to the sacred heart of Jesus and actually have, you know, a special rosary um, with a little uh, pendant of the sacred heart on there and every time i prayed it's just a it's a constant reminder you know of that day of his of his love and his mercy that he had for me and that he has for all really um and yeah it just made me it made me feel like my life you know had meaning again you know and of course with these experiences you know you want you want others to know that love and mercy because the very same thing that i got that day is waiting for for everyone else you know i think about all the all the men and women my age you know who have simply forgotten who they are you know and they may feel as i felt which was lost and alone um or that they feel that there's no way out and i just yeah through these experiences i just want people to know that yeah love and mercy and grace awaits for them yeah, so for me, what it means to be, you know, beloved, beloved child of God is, you know, I definitely think there is a, 
certain sanctification that takes place when realizing my sonship with, with God, the father. Um, it really just gives, gives my life, you know, meaning, you know, it expresses my, my true identity of who I am. You know, so often I feel like we as a society so easily, especially uh, in today's age, we place our identities in, you know, in our careers or in sports or, you know, in material things and financial uh, success. You know, we place all of our, all of our identity into those things. And ultimately that cannot satisfy the desires of our heart. And it certainly doesn't make us who we are. Um, when God calls us as sons and daughters to share in his infinite goodness, you know, that's what he calls us to be. And that's who we are. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves that we need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, to feel like we are worth something when the reality is that we don't have to be anything, but who we're created to be, you know, and that is a beloved son or daughter of God. And, uh, me and uh, me and these two dear friends of mine, you know, we always reflect on the Gospel of Mark, you know, chapter one, verse eleven, where Jesus had just been baptized in the River Jordan, and the heavens open up, and you hear God the Father call out, you know, "This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased." And I just I take so much solace in that verse when when I want to reflect on my sonship um, as, yeah, it is him saying that he delights in us, that he loves us and that we, like I said before, don't need to be anything, but who we are, who we were created to be. And that's a son and daughter of Christ or of God. So God shows his love for me in, I'll give a a few examples. And the first one is of course, what I experienced in that, uh, in the confessional, you know, that, that summer day in 2020, you know, and that is his mercy, you know, by way of the sacrament of reconciliation of confession. Um, you know, every time I go to confession, you know, so often I can feel so exhausted with myself and my sin and everything I carry in there. And I grow so frustrated with myself, but every time I, I act in that way and think in that way, the Lord is just so gentle and so merciful with us. And he, he really just never gives up on us as much as we want to give up with ourselves. And, you know, it's just a reminder that our, our suffering is, is sufficient right now. You know, it's sufficient in the present moment. And the present moment is the only place where we can receive grace. You know, we can't, can't receive the grace that the Lord wants to give us thinking about things we've done in the past or worrying about things we want to do in the future, but only in the right now where he wants it to, wants to give it to us in those present moments. He wants to meet us where we are. Um, so yeah, that's the first example just through his, through his profound love and mercy. And then, um, yeah, the second one, um, this doesn't happen too often. I, uh, God shows his love to me through prayer, but it is very, it doesn't happen as often as I, uh, 
like with other people, you know, I'll hear like, oh my gosh, I can, I can feel the Lord speaking like directly, like to me, you know, they're just having these profound like prayer experiences. And I certainly, you know, 99% of the time don't, don't necessarily um, experience that. And uh, I guess I'll tie like, so that's through prayer or, or words that I hear. And, you know, I find the Lord can really speak to me through a multitude of things, you know, and this specific example comes uh, through the liturgy, actually, during mass, you know, when we say, you know, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Um, this came to me in prayer and I'll break it down in a, to give some context to it because, um, so my home parish, we had this one specific, uh, singer in the choir, um, and she would sing every week, you know, um, and she just had such a, such a just angelic voice, you know, almost when she was singing these, these, uh, you know, these verses, you know, the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you know, and in this prayer experience, I just remember, I remember hearing her sing those words, and I remember seeing, you know, Christ up on the cross, just looking down at me, um, and just hearing those words over and over in my head, you know, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You know, um, I have heard that same thing every, every week going to mass, you know, and it wasn't until that prayer experience where I really understood, you know, what that meant. And this came at a time where, um, this is actually in the past couple of months that this prayer experience happened, you know, and it was just another callback to, to what had happened in my life, what had taken place. And it was just a callback to that Lord's love, mercy, and grace. Um, and then lastly, a final example. I feel like it's a bit more of an obvious one, but oftentimes it can be overlooked. Um, of just how the Lord loves us is through uh, sacred scripture, of course. You know, like I will always think of the Bible as, you know, the greatest love story to ever exist, you know, cover to cover. Um and specifically, one of my favorite uh, chapters or uh, passages in the Bible comes from Isaiah 43. And almost every verse in this passage just pierces my heart in such a profound way. You know, whether it was where it says the river will not overwhelm us, you know, the fire shall not consume you. Where the Lord says, I have redeemed you. You know, I call you by name. I give Egypt as ransom for you. I give nations in exchange for your life. But for me, um, the part in this chapter that sticks out to me the most is in verse 3 of chapter 43 of Isaiah, where it says, For I am the Lord your God. You know, I, uh, I sometimes wonder, you know, reflecting over this, I wonder why the Lord would go these great lengths, you know, for a sinner like me, somebody like me, someone as, you know, small 
small as me, you know, given all the mistakes that I have made, you know, why would he, why would he give, give Egypt as ransom for me? Why would he, you know, exchange nations in order for my, for my life? Um, and it's because, you know, we are so precious and beloved in his eyes. And there's just an endless pursuit of the father to his sons and daughters. You know, he is the, he is the Lord, our God, and we are his. And that's what this passage ultimately means to me. And that is why, you know, he just constantly pursues us, you know, be gentle with yourself. Um, we are all broken people living in a broken world. And, you know, even in our lowest and our darkest moments, you know, even in those times where we feel the most separated from, from God's love, he still loves us so much. And he's always right there, ready to receive us in his arms. You know, even, even when we think there is no way out, you know, his love and his mercy endures forever. Um, yeah, even even if you think there isn't any possible way you could ever be redeemed, just just look to the cross and you will see your your redemption right there. You know, and and place all your burdens at the foot of the cross and just allow allow Christ to carry those crosses with you because because gosh, we we sure need him. We we humans cannot do this do this alone. Thank you for listening to Nathan's story. I would love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the join us link at knowhis.love.